What is going on, beautiful people? It is your boy, Jesse, a.k.a. Jesse Prada, and you are listening to the Christ Convo Podcast, where we inspire you to live the best way you can for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope this episode blesses you. Without further ado, let's get into it, y'all. Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, everyone? I am back. I am officially back. Oh, mm, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I said I'm back, y'all. Ha! Glory to God. Yeah, but I'm back, y'all. I'm sorry. I have not been as consistent um, in recording these podcasts. And I'm going to just be honest. There's no excuse. I've just been focusing on other things. I am a whole life college student, a senior studying mechanical engineering. And so I had projects, I had work, I tutor people in uh, college. Um, And also I've just been getting on the road and driving. I'm pretty sure you would know this if you follow me on Instagram at Jesse Prada, follow me. Um, But yeah, so I'm sorry, y'all. I apologize for the inconsistency. I will... I would like to get into a position in life where I could be consistent in doing these every week. Just right now, it's just not like that right now. So, you know, I don't know when the next podcast is going to be. I'm going to try, like I said, to be as consistent as possible. I know usually I would drop them like once a month. Um, We'll see. It just depends. But yeah, y'all got me here now. So be grateful for what you got. Amen. So uh, today is just uh, actually a spontaneous podcast. I don't really have any points. I don't really have any notes with me. I'm just going to flow because I believe that this is a topic that I'm really being dealt with by the Lord. And I think it's very um, necessary and relevant to the body of Christ. And um, basically, this topic is just about your own experience with God. And to just be even more specific, currently right now, um, I'm in New York. I'm from New York. I went to school in North Carolina, or I currently go to school in North Carolina, and my church is in Virginia, Nova Hub Church. Love my people. And, um, you know, I'm away from my church community. I'm away from my church family and stuff like that, and I really miss them, and, you know, I love it. I love I love them. I love the church, and I miss them. And something that I'm really just learning to experience and not even just being away from my home church, but also just being away from people. I'm in a place where I'm really just by myself physically. Like my mom and my dad are at the house, but you know, really I'm just chilling by myself. I'm in this town in upstate New York. It's very, very small. There's nothing really to do here and things of that nature. And um, I'm just by myself. And you know how there's, there's a lot of things that you could tell about a person based off of their ability to be by themselves, like where they are in their maturation process, where they are in their growth and things of that nature. Um, And so it's just very, very important to be able to function by yourself. And so I think that's something that God is really showing me right now in this season of my life. Um, With with being by myself and the authentic encounters and authentic intimacy with God, I'm really seeing the truth that is said by people that, you know, you don't really need let, let me let me say this. Let me word this carefully. I am not speaking against going to church. I think going to church is very, very important. I think you do need a community of believers. I think you do need brothers and sisters in Christ that are going to hold you accountable. I think that is very, very absolutely necessary in order for you to 
make sure that you continuously live righteous um, and you have other people there to accompany you in your walk and your pursuit towards holiness. But there have been plenty of times by myself where I've been here at home in New York, where I've been in college. And even when I just remove myself um, from people, you know how the Bible talks about when Jesus would work miracles and do many signs, there would be a time where he would depart and leave the crowd and get before God. And one thing that I'm really starting to notice is God can really visit you anywhere. And I know people say that, and I know people, we, we say that, right? But do we really believe it? Because if we actually believed it, we would be more intentional to get by ourselves. Hello. And, and we'll say like, God is everywhere. God is omnipresent. But there's a, there's, there could be this thing in us that intentionally inv avoids being by ourselves, avoids in, in uh, confronting who we are in our deficiencies one-on-one -on -one with the Lord. And, and I think God is really just pulling on his people to, to get to that place. Um, there's been times where I haven't even gone to church and I've had, I've had an experience with God. As a matter of fact, this happened recently. Um, I put it on my, I put it on my Facebook. I was talking about how I went into prayer and how, you know, I just began to think about the Lord and I began to cry and I began to really experience joy and just laughter in the Holy Ghost. And I literally started uncontrollably laughing and crying. And it was weird because if you saw me, you would think I was legit drunk, but I was actually just having an encounter with God and really just encountering his peace and his love and just recognizing and focusing and pondering on the fact that, you know, meeting the Lord was the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. And moments like that really assure me that in his his presence, one follows me everywhere. Like it, it accompanies me wherever I go. You know how he said in Joshua chapter one, verses nine, like the Lord God is with you wherever thou goest. And so in those moments where you're by yourself, when you don't have a friend, right? Like I think that a lot of these scriptures that we talk of, that we see in the Bible that talk about the closeness of Jesus Christ, like right? Like how he's a friend that's just closer than a brother or his or the residue of Jesus, which is the Holy Ghost, right? Who is an advocate, a helper, you know what I mean? One who will lead and guide you into all truth. In order for someone to teach you and to lead you and guide you in everything you do, they have to be close to you. I think it's just an emphasis on how close God really wants to be with us uh, as his children, how necessary it is for us to be close to God. I remember... um. I was listening to my leader and he was basically preaching about prayer and praise. And he was saying, prayer is not for God. Prayer is for you. Praise is not for God. Praise is for you. And so um, when, we, when we see these things, right, like we have to come, we have to come and approach them with a humble heart, recognizing that this is something that I literally need. This is what keeps me above ground. You know what I mean? Like to be frank with y'all, there were times in my life where it was my hallelujah that kept me to continue to live. It was my hallelujah that gave me hope. It was my hope in Jesus that gave me a reason to literally live and to keep pushing when life was difficult, when I didn't want to be here anymore. I'm not going to sit here and lie and act like just because I got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost that all of a sudden suicidal thoughts don't creep in. Depression doesn't creep in. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I don't know who told people that. But when I accepted Jesus Christ in my life, I still experienced much emotional turmoil. I still experienced dark days. I still experienced days where I didn't want to get out of my bed, where I didn't want to go live life anymore. And it was literally the help of God 
that was there to comfort me, to encourage me and to keep me moving forward when I wanted to quit. And I think in those moments, those are the most authentic moments that you have with God. For me personally, and I can't speak for everybody else. And I mean, maybe you could just really evaluate your relationship with God and how it flows. But for me, my most exper- my most authentic experiences, my most powerful experiences were not when I was in a room with a bunch of people in a church. It was in my prayer closet. It was when me and God had a one-on-one conversation and nobody else was there to watch or to look or to even interrupt. Um, and and I think it's just a pull. It's just a pull on his presence. And um, I really just hope that this is blessing y'all because I think it, it what it does is, and, and I remember I was in prayer one time and I was talking and the Lord basically said that he's um, putting his children in a place of spiritual ownership right and i was like well like huh what what you mean by that and he was basically talking about how he was grieved because you know in this church culture a lot of christians a lot of the church they use they 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 use what's on a man to get them through the week right like hence why we go to church and stuff like that but where we use other people's oil to get us in the presence of God. We use other people's life or history with God to get us to where we want to go. And, you know, in the times where we're by ourselves and we can't lean on our mother, or we can't lean on our grandmother or our father or anybody else who is mature in God to take us there. We have to go there by ourselves. We have to initiate our own process, our own intimacy with God And I think he's really just pulling on the body to mature and to grow into that place because that place is where you're unstoppable. Because at the end of the day, regardless of who you know, who you're associated with, who is, you know, in a certain place in God and has been promoted in God in regards to their relationship and their intimacy with the Lord. At the end of the day, it is your relationship with God that is going to get you through. And it is your relationship with God that is going to be with you when you stand before him. You know, like how many, how many times do we know that how many times is it quoted by other Christians? You know, that scripture where it says you cast it out devils in my name, depart from me. I do not know you. Right. Like at the end of the day, when you get confronted by God, when you, when you stand before the Lord, right, he's going to judge and he's going to discern based off of where you and him are. Right. And uh, association doesn't get you saved association to people doesn't get you saved it can it can give you guidance it can give you wisdom it can um it can be a resource for you but the true authentic thing that you desire in regards to your longing in regards to your desire to be loved in regards to your desire of intimacy comes from your pursuit in god you have to have an authentic pursuit it's only you and him i think this is just to encourage you because we can go to certain places and when we're not around certain people, we can feel alone. But I think when we come to the realization, right, like how real God is, it will change. If we change our perspective, it will shift the whole entire situation that we're in. Right. Like I was reading Romans eight and it was talking about he who sets his mind on the spirit has life and he who sets his mind on the flesh has death. You know, to set your mind on the flesh is death, to set your mind on on the spirit is life and peace, which means like your situation is based off of where your mind is set. Like it's very interesting how the Bible says that because of where your mind is set, you will either live or die. It's not based off of 
what actually happens when you walk out your life. Because walking out your life is based off of what occurred in your mind first. So if you come into a place where, you know, you look at your situation and there might not be as many quote unquote people around you. Once again, this is not to say to dodge community. That's not what I'm saying. But I do believe there are seasons where God may drive people to just be alone, you know, and to, to be alone and to share all of their time and their affections with him. And yes, in order for us to be a blessing to others, we have to go out. And in order for us to expand the church and expand the kingdom, we have to go outside. Like, I get that. But what I'm saying is, it's just like Jesus did. I believe God also wants us to draw back for a moment and to really just gaze at him, him alone, no distractions, nobody else. And also, it doesn't mean that you'll be able to be doing that in a dark room with soaking music playing. Sometimes that looks like praying in the car when you're on your way to the grocery store and it's just you and God. God is with you everywhere. Sometimes it looks like you praying in the grocery store or on your jog or when you're working out, whatever it is, however you got to fit it in. Right. But I think when you when you get to the place where your mindset shifts and you're like, OK, it's just me and the Lord. And you realize that he's real and that he's an actual person. Right. And he's more real to you than the people standing next to you. And I mean, we don't feel that. Right. Because at the end of the day, based off of what we see, there's a bunch of people around us and there's this God who we have not really seen yet. Right. But thanks be to God that the Bible says to walk by faith and not by sight. Right. So your mindset is everything. Realizing how real God is and how much he and I think another thing, too, is like the way you approach intimacy with God is so important. Like if you already go in there to thinking that you have to you have to work to be intimate with him or you have to strive to be intimate with him. Right. Like it's already how you've initiated your approach to God in your mindset. But what's healthy is approaching God in a mindset, realizing that one, he loves you and he wants to spend time with you like he longs for you. You know what I mean? He sent his son so he can spend time with you. There's there's nothing more that he desires to spend time with you. Now, he doesn't need it, but he wants it so much to the point where he'll send you little inclinations and little reminders from the Holy Ghost. I know I get those and I know that y'all do, too. Um, but he sends those reminders that call you back to his presence. And, um, you know, I'm pretty sure y'all have heard, you know, the saying of like losing your first love. And I think that's something that we really have to be very, very intentional not to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, we have to be very, very intentional to not lose our first love, because at the end of the day, like the initiation of all of our purposes, all of our assignments, all of our, all of the things that we desire in life that can come from loving God. It starts with loving him first. Right. So. Even when you see all of these things that you may see other people having on Instagram and Facebook and all these other things like that you could compare yourself to. I think the most important thing is to recognize what it's about first. I think that's why being alone with God is so important and necessary because it reminds you what it's about. It reminds you what this life is for. What is the purpose of this life? Right. To love God, to make him known. And I mean, I understand that we have intricate details of our destiny that, you know, a lot of people are trying to find maybe your destiny is to be a doctor. Maybe your destiny is to be a lawyer. Maybe your destiny is to be a basketball coach or to be a professor at a school or to be a bank. I mean, be to be a teller at a bank, whatever it is. But recognize that all of the intricate details of your destiny came from God first. And you have to know him in order to receive that. 
at the end of the day, because he is the one who writes your destiny and he is the one that determines the meaning of destiny. We don't get to decide whether if we're moving in destiny or not. Like I remember I was reading a scripture and it was talking about how we were predestined to look like the image of God. So we have people, right, who don't even look like Christ, who don't even mirror Christ, but we see them, you know, flowing in ministry and we think that they're moving in destiny when they're not really, because if they're moving in destiny, they would look like Christ. We were predestined to look like Christ. And I know a lot of people may be frustrating at this kind of teaching because we've become so deep and we've become so lustful to quote unquote revelation. But Jesus is the revelation. At the end of the day, my purpose and my destiny ordained by God is to look like him. And all the rest of that will come from looking like him, right? Like being a CEO, being an effective preacher, being an effective minister of the gospel, all of these things come from looking like him. It even correlates with the scripture, right? Like seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. And those things could meet, those things could have a limitless definition. They could have a limitless meaning and, and it could be anything. It could be marriage. It could be degrees. It could be money. It could be whatever it is. But at the end of the day, like these are considered things to God. They're just things. And, and I, and I think sometimes what what being alone with God, what intentionally being alone with God does, it, it helps you focus on him, not the things that come with him. And, and it increases your faith because it shows you how real he really is. And it, it's to there's nothing like being in a place where you have no other choice but to depend on Jesus when you don't have any friends, when you don't have anybody to call on. Like there's been times in my life, literally, where none of my close friends picked up. And I mean, I was mad at these folks and I was like, why aren't y'all picking up my phone calls? Why aren't you responding to your boy? Why aren't you doing this? Like, and little did I know that this was a blessing in disguise. What if God literally intentionally set up the dynamic of the communication between me and my friends to make sure that in that moment, neither of them answered my phone so I could talk to him. And some of those times I was obedient and some of those times I wasn't right. But I'll tell you this one thing. One effective conversation with the Lord is it's 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 more valuable than any conversation you could have with any human being. And this is why it's so important to know God for yourself. Right. To not to not take um, to not take what everyone says. Now, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of trusted voices out there that actually love the Lord, that are living, that are living righteously and like are really doing this thing for real. Like they are, they are really in the kingdom of God, plowing and trailblazing and things of that nature. But I think the most important thing is to know God for yourself. What did the Lord say to you? What is God communicating to you outside of anybody else? Like, what is he saying to you? It's very, very important. And I think that's what I believe. That's what he meant when he says like ownership, like being the, um, well, not, that's, that's not, that's not a good comparison. So I'll just say ownership, right? Like owning your own revelation of the Lord, owning your own personal time with the Lord and not depending on anybody else's oil, nobody, not depending on anybody else's history, right? Like why depend on somebody else's history when you could build your own? Now, don't get me wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with having mentors in your life because the people in my life that pushed me to build my history with God had their own history with God. And so they, what it was is that God used these people in my life to give a guide, 
or a blueprint on how to build my intimacy with the Lord, but they could not do it for me. And th these were people that initiated me in the faith and I'm really grateful for them. And you know, some of them changed. Some of them are still here. Sometimes these people were here for a season. Sometimes these people started off when I was saved and they're still here in my life. It's just, it's just based off of the sovereignty of God. But at the end of the day, I had to build my own intimacy with God. I'll put it like this. Like, I think you really have to come about this. You have to come to this process of getting to know God as a child. All you can do really is just say, God, I'm available and I want to know you. But I don't think there's any like logistics. Like there's not, there's no step one, no step two, no step three. Like this is not an engineering problem. You know what I mean? Like for me, as someone who's, someone who's done calculus, differential equations, chemistry, physics, like I'm so used to putting in a bunch of numbers and being very specific in a formula to get what I want or to get the answer that I want. This is not the same thing. I just make myself available. And I think that's, that's the best thing is like allowing this process, walking it out with God and walking out what your relationship with God is going to look like for you. And really just exploring that with him. And that's what makes it so authentic. And that's what makes it so beautiful. And he desires that for each and every person. Like he doesn't want just some of his children to pursue him. He doesn't just want some of his children to, to know him. He wants all of them, right? Like Jesus said, this is the will of God that they may know you. I don't know if that was Jesus who said that, but I know it's in the scripture somewhere that this is the will of God that they may know you to know him. It's it's the most it's the most important thing, um, and so I'm just grateful. This is just something that I'm learning, and this is something that I wanted to share on my podcast because this is something that I'm seeing consistently um, in my life, and I think God is desiring, and God is doing it for other people, and it's a blessing to watch. It's a blessing to hear about. Um, just different experiences, different encounters that God gives to His people. You know what I'm saying? Who He's a rewarder. Right. To those who diligently seek him. And sometimes we think what rewarder means is like a physical manifestation of a reward. And that could very much so be true. Like, listen, I know men and women of God. Listen, righteous living, it can get you some money in your pocket. I'm telling you that right now. I'm not saying how much. I don't know. But what I'm saying is like, I know people of God and they've been blessed financially simply because they love the Lord. Like and they keep his commandments. And I'm not saying that's everybody's like reward but i'm saying yes that could happen you could get a physical reward for diligently seeking god right you could get a wife you could get a nice house you could get a beautiful family right whatever it is but also the reward of you seeking god could also be just more of him and i guess the question in response to that is will that satisfy you if that's the case if there's no physical reward but the reward that you receive for diligently seeking God is just simply more of him. I was in prayer recently. And when I was talking, uh, when I was talking to God about this, I began to sing the song like, give me you. Everything else can wait. Like, give me you. Everything else can wait. I hope I'm not too late. Like, and I was I was singing that because I'm realizing that you can get to a place in God to where and and uh my spiritual father told me this he said you can literally get to a place in god like where you consistently are so wrapped in his presence that literally nothing nothing else matters in this world like in regards to the attraction to it 
like nothing that this world can offer um all of it you could just be so wrapped in god and realize how beautiful he is how loving he is how kind he is and because he's just fully sufficient he'll satisfy you with every desire and it's not to say that you know desires are bad but it's just to also recognize like remember that the bible says every good and perfect gift comes from him first and so if you're not satisfied with him it's going to be very difficult for you to be satisfied bro like in all honesty um but this is just the journey of authentic intimacy um, that I'm walking on. I ain't even there yet. Listen, I'm only 22 years old. So who knows what will happen like 10 years from now, even a year from now. So much could change in a year. But I think I just wanted to make this podcast to encourage y'all that God loves each and every person under the sound of my voice. And there's always a deeper invitation of intimacy. And also remember, like I said earlier, he wants to be intimate with you. Like he doesn't look, he doesn't look at it as a liability. Like I know sometimes when it comes to the family dynamic, it could be toxic. I've heard some stories from friends. Don't get me wrong. Like I was blessed with an amazing family, but I know not everybody grew up like that. And so, you know, I understand it could be kind of weird or kind of, um, there could be a hindrance in regards to the family dynamic of looking at God as a father. But I think the best thing about God is he's not like man. He's nothing like man. He's he's perfect. He's pure in every way. And his intentions are to literally love you without anything attached. Um, God's not the type to where he throws stuff in your face, where he, you know, embarrasses you, where he belittles you. Don't get me wrong. He will rebuke you and he will remind you of who he is. But he's reminding you of who he is so that you could trust him even more, so that you can lean into him even more, so that you remember how he sustained you previously and to know that he'll sustain you for the future situations or the future endeavors that you come across in in life. Um, but, yeah, this is just a point, y'all, to Jesus. This wasn't anything deep. Um, but like I said, this was just this is just um, to really just talk to y'all about the the authentic intimacy that God is, you know, pushing us towards, you know what I'm saying? And it's a beautiful thing. And I really just hope each and every person experiences it, experiences a different degree of the presence of God. When I'm who now that's a blessing, like a different degree of that, like a different level of that. Um, I hope and pray that God grants each and every person that because once again, like that's that that's the stuff that will keep you when everyone else is going crazy and you're just chilling people be wondering like bro how's how's this person kept how's this person able to like smile and relax and not be stressed when everybody else is out here bugging out it's that presence it's that presence it will keep you it it, it will sustain you in this life um and mind you i'm only 22 years old so i ain't, i'm sitting here talking like i'm a grandpa but what i will say is like consistently i look back when i was a kid and i was in church and my mom was just so, my mom is just a praiser. She's just so authentically in love with the Lord and she would never hesitate to praise God. And I remember when I was a kid, I would just look at her and I just would not understand. I would have no idea what she was doing and I would just flow with it because I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm just going to look at you because you're my mommy and you know, you're just yelling extremely loud and just jumping all over the place. And I don't know why, but I'm just going to look at you because I'm a kid and that's just what I do. And I surely did that. But now as I grow and as I just met God, I truly, truly see 
what she means, like what that praise meant to her and how authentic was. And that praise that I would see her show at church was birthed out of a place of one-on-one -on -one conversations, one-on-one uh, -on -one encounters, one-on-one -on -one intimacy that she had with Jesus. And so all in all, that's just a place to where we all should desire to go. Whatever it looks like for you, just pray and ask the Lord like to walk it out with you. And he will because he's with you. Huh? He's with you. Huh? He's with you. Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. All right. I feel God. It's like, nah. But all in all, I hope this blessed y'all, man. Um, this is just, like I said, to point y'all back to Jesus. The name of this podcast is Christ Convo. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to have be we're going to be having conversations about Christ. Like I said, stay tuned to the next episode. Love y'all. Be blessed. Peace. What is going on, beautiful people? I appreciate the listening and the support to the Christ Convo podcast. If you received any form of insight on this last episode, leave a review on Spotify, on Apple Music, whichever source you listen to this podcast. I will be back for a new episode. Stay tuned. Be blessed.